all right folks happy friday happy friday happy friday yes it is it is friday i am vf baller and this is the first and frame rate show episode 274 uh man it's just been a great week to be honest man first and foremost i want to thank you guys for all the support um viewership is pretty much the same as normal because i guess youtube is what it is you know not too many people really listen to this type of content on youtube or whatever video platform but the podcast side of things uh anchor spotify you know google Podcasts, itunes um i'm now on stitcher it is going through the roof and i thank you guys i you know just a guy that wants to talk about his favorite teams give you uh my um most competent opinion about these teams and um want to be entertaining as well the feedback you have been given is great i thank you guys for listening i i really do so this week it's been great last week has been great as well I, like i said earlier this week i think it was like viewership is up like almost 300 percent, and it, it it dipped a little bit but it's still it, it is kind of like evening itself out but don't want to get into too much of that that's just me saying thank you i really appreciate it um i i can't thank you guys enough uh but uh let's go ahead and get into the show if this is your first time here thank you and welcome this is the first of frame rate show. I am VF Baller. I talk about Georgia Southern and uh, Atlanta Falcons football. Today, we're going to be talking about Georgia Southern football. This is going to be heavy emphasis on Georgia Southern football because I have a lot to talk about when it comes to that. And um, we're going to get into Coach Helton, the Coach Helton effect. How big this, you know, the change that has happened since he was hired mid uh, season. And how much has things changed up until now when we're in the off season? We're still in the middle of recruiting. We're in the middle of moving things around. We're in the middle of making a big change in Statesboro. And he is him and and, and A D Jared Benko are putting things together to try their best to get Georgia Southern back on the map. And we've been doing the county tracker. The county tracker is basically, if you're not if you're not familiar with it, Georgia Southern has uh, and Coach Helton has made a commitment to touch every county in the state of Georgia, starting not this past Monday but the Monday before. Two weeks, 159 counties, and they have one more day, which is today, to touch what uh, I think they have 143 now. So they got 16 more counties to hit. In one day, I mean, the way that they've been going, that's easy. Because there's one day they hit like 25, 20, almost 30. I, I don't know. I may be exaggerating. But almost 30 counties in one day. They've been running all over the state of Georgia, getting to these high schools, talking to people, getting people together, and uh, getting some type of relationship with some of these schools that they've probably never seen before. Coaches they never talked to before kids that never really knew that georgia southern was actually trying to build something like they're building now and those relationships could last for a very long time this is actually impressive when you look look at it in the scheme of things i talked about this uh, uh a couple episodes ago 
I'm not sure if our rivals are even trying to attempt to do this. They may not even have the staff to actually even do this. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of these schools got money, but I don't know if they have the, the money allocation to go across the entire state and touch every county and try to get into every, um, every high school that's prominent in those counties. I don't think they have it. Now, I'm not. I'll sit here and be the first to tell you, I don't know. I don't follow our rivals. I don't follow the Sunbelt teams like that. I do follow them to an extent, but not like that to know exactly what they're doing, the intricates of their recruiting and building process. But it's hard for me to believe to think that, let's say, like I said, the Chanticleers is going to every county. I live in South Carolina. I haven't heard anything about the Chanticleers moving anywhere in the state of South Carolina to, to visit any of the schools here in the city I live in or anywhere else. Maybe they are, but I haven't heard it. Uh, I haven't heard anything about Appalachia State, Georgia State, Troy, ULM, Arkansas. I haven't heard any of them actually moving to this magnitude. Now, what I will say, and this is a little off topic, the uh, College of Charlotte, I found this very impressive. The, the the school up there in Charlotte, uh, I can't remember. I think they're the the 49ers or Miners. And stuff. I don't know their name. They're the, the green and white team. I seen on Twitter that they took some of their staff into Georgia to go meet with some high schools in the state. Now, I find that very impressive because they went across state lines um, twice to do that. I found that really cool. I don't know who their coach is, but like I said, when you want to win, when you want to try to find really good talent, these are the type of things you do. And when Coach Helton came from USC, which we're going to talk about that correlation in a second, when he came from USC, you know, Clay Helton found a way to say, well, he found a way to say, he said that there's a lot of talent within the 250-mile radius of Statesboro. And he's going to go through that, that those, those, um, those 250 miles. Looks like that's what he done, at least in the state of Georgia. And for him to put this staff together, and if you're watching this on YouTube, you could see where Clay Helton, according to 247sports.com, he built the best group of five staff among uh, openings in the offseason. So out of all the opens in the group of five, he built the best staff. And he put a pretty good staff together. He put, We talked about this before. Some of these guys he bought in was like unbelievable guys. I, I would have never thought he would bring in. And like I said, the correlation between Georgia Southern and USC, we're going to talk about that in a second because I find that very impressive what Coach Helton did. At the end of the day, Coach Helton is passing out. Uh, he's passing out uh, scholarships and offers like candy. And is it a good thing? I think so. Because it always gives kids a chance like, hey, George Southern might be looking at me. Hey, that you know, whatever the case may be, they like to pass out scholarships. All I got to do is go out there and perform and be my best and be the best student possible. I could possibly get uh, a scholarship from Georgia Southern. And this goes out to every county in the state because they went to every county in the state. Do, do you know how big this is? This is a really big deal. This is a very big deal for these guys to do what they're doing. I find, you know, you just don't know what type of players he can pull with this having basically 159 pipelines from these counties into Statesboro. You don't know, I mean, even, let's just say, even if it's not just about Georgia, what if any of these high school 
what about what if any of these high schools basically say, hey, we may not know anybody that may want to come to your school. You may not find the person you're looking for. But hey, let's say you got a county that's on the border of Alabama or on the border of Tennessee or the border of Tennessee or even on the border of South Carolina or Florida. That high school coach knows somebody in those states. Say, hey, you might want to check this kid out in Alabama. You might want to check this kid out in Tennessee. You might want to check a couple of kids out in Florida. So it's not just a a wall around Georgia. You just don't know because even though Clay Helton does have reach across the country, I mean, he's just that kind of coach. He may not know what's going on in a couple of counties over in Alabama. He may not know who's the next high school coach that's in, let's say, um, North Augusta or, let's say, uh, Aiken, South Carolina. Or, you know, he may not know who's the coach in Charleston, South Carolina. You just just don't know what high school's connections that are out there. So this is a really big deal, very big deal. And I just commend, you know, Coach Helton coming in it was all fun and games at first. I thought it was a bunch of talk, to be honest with you. I thought it was going to be, okay, you know, he needs a job. He's come from USC. They let him go. He's coming to Georgia Southern. He may say that all the good things to actually, um, you know, get everybody riled up. He can hold on to the, No, I, I'm, look, I'm sold at this point. I think, th- I, think th- I think he's really trying to build a legacy at Georgia Southern from the Irk Russells to the Tim Stowers to the Paul Johnsons and and so on and so on. He's trying to do something big here. So I'm, I'm impressed. I'm very impressed. I, I, I mean, I'm not, I can't say I'm, I'm, I'm sold on what he's doing. I can't say that this is going to be a correlation to something big is going to happen because you still got to play football games. You still got to go out there and compete. You still got a team in Boone, North Carolina, that pretty much has our number for the last couple of years. You still got a team up there in Atlanta that, look, they shouldn't have. I don't care what nobody said. They shouldn't have our number. That team has no business beating us the way they're beating us. And I don't care what anybody says about Georgia State. That Yeah, it's a rivalry. Y'all better start thinking of it as because they do. That's another story for another day. I talked about that already. But they have no business beating us the way they're beating us that has to stop that that if anything and everybody talks about Appalachia State and I know the history and all this other stuff but if anything we need to put our foot on Georgia State's neck they have no business they don't even have the legacy they don't even have the history they don't even have the pedigree they don't even I'm going to say this and I know this may be a little disrespectful I'm going to say this they, I don't believe they even had. They they never really had the talent to beat us. And I'm and I I wholeheartedly believe that they they never even had the talent to compete with us. But therefore, they're beating us because we're too arrogant. Clay Helton's going to change that. I believe Clay Helton's going to change that. I have to get some lighting in here. My lighting is acting up. Maybe I can get that done sometime uh, this week or something. This weekend, I can get some lighting in here. But they have no business beating us. The Chanticleers, you know, I give them respect because they're they're the Chanticleers are doing what we should have been doing, and I give them a lot of credit for that. I I have nothing to say to them. I think you know a couple of guys on the team a little bit too arrogant, but you know they feeling themselves. That's what you do when you win. That's what you do when you start beating Power Five teams. 
We need to get back into that. We've come too close to beat Power 5 teams, and we always falling short over, you know, why? Because we're not, we, we, we just haven't had, you know what, I'm not even going to get into that, because that's, that's a whole nother rabbit hole going, going back into the old coaching regime, and I'm supposed to be talking about this coaching regime. I'm not going to do it. Let's get back into this coaching regime. Let's talk about the other thing. If you're watching on YouTube, you know, you would know on the screen I have the county tracker of the Georgia Storm. I also have Clay Helton's uh, graphic up saying that he built the best staff among the group of five openings and offseason. We're going to talk about that right now. If you like what you hear so far, hit the like button, share this video, share this show, let people know what I'm doing over here. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Thank you guys for getting me over a thousand subs. I think you guys are amazing. On top of that, if you're on the podcast side of things, go ahead and check out the podcast if you haven't uh, already. There's various podcast avenues that I'm on. You can go ahead and hit the subscribe button and give me a five-star rating if you don't mind. If I'm worth the five stars, I think I am. If if you don't think I am, great. That's cool. But if you're listening, that's even cooler. All right. The best staff among group of five openings in the offseason, according to 247sports.com. I'll have that link down in the description on the on, in, in the box so you guys can check it out. Georgia Southern is number six in the country with the best staffs that he built, that, that were built this season. Now, I will give props to the number one team, the number one program in on this list, Florida. Billy Napier has done a phenomenal job at Louisiana. He goes to Florida, and he gets um, a pretty good staff. So um, I'm not going to go into that and everybody that he hired or whatever, because I'm leaving that for Georgia Southern. But I give Florida, a, you know, that, this is a pretty good hire for Florida. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm pretty impressed about that. Number two was Oklahoma, which, uh, you know, Lincoln Riley left to go to USC, which is going to be really interesting in a second. Number three is Oregon. They got a defensive coordinator of Georgia, Dan Lanning. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that. Um, number four is LSU. I think this is a little bit too high. I'm I don't think Brian Kelly's a good fit for LSU, but I'm not here to talk about that. It, it, it just it just seems like it's an odd, a odd uh relationship right there. Um, Texas Tech. I don't know much about Texas Tech, but they're number five. Now, mind you, all five of these teams are power five teams. Georgia Southern gets to number six as a group of five team. And they're they're number one in the group of five, number six in all of college football. That is very impressive. You want to know who's number seven? USC. <laughs> so Clay, they let Clay Helton go. Clay Helton goes to Georgia Southern and builds a better staff, according to twenty four seven sports dot com. Builds a better staff than the person that they just hired. <laughs> Man, I need some sound bars up here so I can make some, you know, sound clips. But awesome. Phenomenal job by Coach Clay Helton. We uh this doesn't mean nothing. I know it doesn't. I know a lot of these USC fans, oh, Clay Helton is terrible. He's the worst coach ever. This, that, and that. Man, it missed me with all that. We already talked about that before. You guys. 
you got you you some of you USC fans are clowns because you were just butt hurt because y'all wasn't relevant since the Reggie Bush days. We're, we we already know that. I mean, we're we're I'm not even gonna go that route. We already know what time it is with that. But nevertheless, let's get back to Georgia Southern. Number six in all of college football, number five in I mean number one in the group of five in opening the offseason of, of of number of the best staff hired. Great job. Like I said, the Clay Helton effect is a big deal. Let's talk about the people that he hired once again. First of all, he got Marcus Davis coming from all the way to the beautiful islands of Hawaii or the beautiful state of Hawaii. Got him to come all the way to Georgia with Marcus Davis does have ties with Georgia. He played for for Auburn. He um, has roots in the state of Florida, and it, it, it makes sense for you get an opportunity to come home. The receivers at Hawaii has always been, you know, pretty stout. So he put had his fingerprints over there. So we need uh, somebody who knows what they're talking about when it comes to wide receivers. Because Georgia Southern and wide receivers, not saying that they weren't not never good. It's just the way the offense was built just never went hand in hand. Also, we went to we went to Arkansas State. We went to get Ryan Applin. I remember when he used to play quarterback for Arkansas State. Got um, Brian Ellis as well. They're going to co-coordinate. Um, Brian Ellis, who helped, well, Brian Ellis helped co-coordinate the nation's number two offense at Western Kentucky. And so everybody's kind of down on Brian Ellis. I'm not going to get too far into that, but I think, um, I think this is going to be a pretty good, I think this is going to be a pretty good move. Um, it's no, re- I, I get it. People like, oh, the other guy should have been the co- coordinator, but with him and Clay Helton and, um, Ryan Applin, I think they're going to be okay as far as pushing the ball downfield. Um, let's see one of the bigger moves that I didn't think that this was going to be, and this is about three of them, three big moves all from the same place. I didn't think this was going to be possible. Clay Helton has done a phenomenal job with this. He gets Will Harris. I think he was the secondary coach at Washington. Do you know how well the secondary was at Washington? Them guys pulled some really good guys to recruit, and some of those guys went to the NFL. Really good um, secondary coach, now defensive coordinator. Uh, defensive line coach Rip, Rip Rowan from uh, Washington as well. And he got Aaron Schwantz, linebackers coach. So he basically got the entire Washington defense here in Georgia Southern. So that's a big deal because Washington has been known to have a pretty good defense for years. So that comes down to the group of five in, in at Georgia Southern. And our defense has already been pretty decent. It's been pretty good. I mean, we had the defense basically kept us in games for the past four or five years, despite what was been going on with the offense. So, this here is really good to see. I want to see what they're going to be able to do with some of these players because we got a lot of talent on defense. And I hope a certain player goes to defense. Pell kissing. <clears throat> Pell kissing. The kid needs to be on defense. You know what? I'm going to stop doing that. Sean Pell kissing needs to be on defense. There, I said it. Sean Pell kissing needs to. Number 22 for Georgia Southern needs to be on defense. Put him on the defensive line. Hell, put him at linebacker. Put him somewhere in the front seven. He needs to be on defense. Coach Clay Helton, Coach Will Harris, if you're listening to me, put him on defense. You guys know better than I do. And I'm just biased. You know, I'm just saying. I, you know, I'm just 
Just, just speaking. Let's go into the running backs coach. We had a running back coach from Michigan State. He was going to come down here. Once again, Clay Helton with the reach. That looks really good. Unfortunately, which I understand, I'm not against it. People were thought, thinking the sky was falling when um, the running backs coach for Michigan State decided to go back to Michigan State. I think they offered him another job. And, I mean, you're, you already got everything together at Michigan State. Your family's there, all this other good stuff. I'm, and if they offer you a job, why try to uproot your family? Uh, I get it. So he was at Michigan State. He stayed at Michigan State. But we turn around to get Matt Merritt, running back coach for Tennessee. He was a the ten, well, I, yeah, he's a running back coach, but he was at Tennessee. I think he was a an analyst for them. Um, I looked at a little bit of stuff that um that Matt Merritt uh was uh, his his resume. Oh, what he, this is a really good pickup, real good pickup right here. I'm I'm good with this. I'm actually happy that we got him over. The uh the running backs coach or the analyst at um uh Michigan State. Yeah, they had Kenneth Walker. They had some really good running backs come out of there, but I think Matt Merritt is just as good, if not a better fit for Georgia Southern. So this works out pretty well. Um, we got Richard Owens, offensive line, run game coordinator. He was at UAB. We play UAB this year. Oh, speaking of USB, Raynard Ellis, former Georgia Southern Eagle, has transferred to UAB. So there's a pretty good good ties that's going on with this game that's going to be coming up this year. I got to find a way to go to that game. I'm going to Birmingham, Alabama. I I, I mean, I'm right down I-20. I can get to Birmingham, Alabama pretty easy. I'm going to try to get to that game because that game is going to be really, that's going to be a pretty good, cool game to go see. Um, Like I said, Ryan Applin, he's going to be the tight ends and inside receivers coach. So um, he's, you know, it's going to be pretty cool to see what he can do. And Turner West from the Citadel, special team coordinator, he had some pretty good kids that made, like, had accolades in the special teams game. So our special teams kind of fell off from the year before to this year. So it is good to have him here. And we'll see how that plays out. We only had one holdover in this staff, and he is – um very special he has ties to georgia southern he has ties to the state of georgia um i actually commend kevin whitley because kevin whitley held this everything all this together with the whole coaching change and all the issues that we was having um this team did not win all the games um that we thought they could um they end up going three and nine but at the same time this team could have really fell apart and um, if it wasn't, you know, if it wasn't for Kevin Whitley, he did everything he could and um, to keep the guys together, because uh, I think I talked about this yesterday on the um, yesterday's show. Um, Kevin Whitley uh, basically was the interim coach and we only had three. I think it was two guys decided to enter the transfer portal throughout this time in a situation like this with, you know, Coach Chad Lunsford losing his job and everything that was going on behind that, we could have easily, and I, I exaggerate because I talk about this in the Discord. I said that we could possibly, we probably could have lost like 20 kids. Looking back on it, I'll say maybe 10 to 15. But 20 is still not a, a stretch. We could have, this program really could have been in trouble. Uh, we was already going through it already. We could have been in some serious trouble if the coach, Kevin Whitley, hell, even the other coaches that are no longer with us, Scott Sloan, about uh, the best, 
keeping this team together, we could have been in really, really big trouble. Like we could have had like finding ways to get kids to come to the school. Kids maybe not want to touch this school. They don't want to probably want even want to talk to the school because it was a it was a bad look. In new mid season, this season was rough. It was one of the rougher, or one of the tougher seasons that I've encountered. I mean, I know the twenty seventeen season comes to mind, and you know, but when you know, for me to actually watch this play out the way it did, it was, it was scary times. I didn't think that it was going to be the case that uh that that we will bounce back the way they did. But that that just goes back to shout out to um coach Kevin Whitley, um uh athletic director uh Jared Benko. Which he's doing phenomenal things with without through all of the the, the sports athletic departments, uh, all the athletic branches in Georgia Southern, and Coach Clay Helton. You know those three guys. You know they basically saved the season that was that really wasn't um, capable of being saved because, like I said, this could have been terrible. But with you know the proactiveness of Coach Jared Binko, the the moving and shaking that Coach Helton did. Kevin Whitley holding things together. Uh, Coach Clay Helton holding on to Kevin Whitley, which I think this is a big deal. Y'all don't realize Kevin Whitley, we talk about Will Harris being a secondary coach. Coach Kevin Whitley, he's done a very good job at quarterback coaches as well, being the quarterback coach. I already talked about all the kids that he brought in or helped bring in to, that were successful. And, I mean, I can run that down before I go. Once again, if you don't know, if this is your first time here listening, the Kendall Vildors was playing for Chicago. Kendrick Duncan, who's playing at Louisville right now. Um, uh, What's his name? Uh, Rutledge. I can't remember his first name. Ronald, uh, Donald, Rut- yeah, Donald Rutledge, I think. Playing for Arizona. Play for Arizona. Um, Marquavius Brinson. Right now, we... Um, uh, uh, I mean, who else I can think uh, right now? Uh, that are playing now with us. Um, uh, oh, goodness. I, I just drew a blank. Goodness. Derek Canteen. Good Lord. Derek Canteen. We have uh, Justin Birdsong with Tyler Bride. You know, I mean, and now the recruits that we have now, the Ashton Witness, the Mark Stampley's, a couple of other cornerbacks that we have. Um, Kevin Willie has his footprint, his, his, his fingerprints all over that. So, with that being said, it's good to keep him around. Him and Will Harris, I, I can't, it's going to be amazing to see what those two put together. And because, you know, Will Harris specializes in, sec- in the secondary, and you got Kevin Willie does the same. So, um, man, I was, I was kind of rambling a little bit right there. But with that being said, um, it's going to be really interesting to see how this goes. This, I think this, uh, like I said, the coach, Clay Helton, Coming to Georgia Southern is a very big deal. And day by day, I become more of a believer because at one point I was like, okay, this is all talk. Uh, this sounds great. This is a big name. Clay Hilton, in my opinion, is a big name coming to a group of five school. And um, I thought it was just going to be all smoke and mirrors. But no, I think this is something really big going on here. And um, I can't wait to see how this continue to play out. I think that's going to be it for this show. Um, I kind of ran a little bit longer than I've been doing previously. I usually try to do between 20 and 30 minutes, so I'm still in that sweet spot. If you like this uh, content, please let me know. Give me feedback if you're on YouTube. Um, hit the like button if you don't mind. Share this uh, this podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. Also, if you haven't 
um, or if you're on the podcast side of things, go ahead and give me a five-star rating if you don't mind. If you think this is worth five stars, if not, that's cool. But if you continue to listen, that's awesome as well. Subscribe to the Podcast Avenue. So anytime when I upload the episode, you'll get it automatically. And in some cases, it will download it automatically for you as well. So that um, is very convenient. Be your own program manager and listen to this podcast on top of everything else you listen to. So that'd be great. You guys have a phenomenal weekend. I'm going to be over here on the YouTube side of things, reacting to the AFC and NFC championship games. Once again, um, I may do a little bit extra for you guys for those games, but we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge if it gets there. Just stay tuned on the YouTube side of things. All right, y'all. I'm going to get up out of here. You guys take it easy. You guys be blessed. Have a great weekend. I hope you enjoy all the football that you can. And I'll see you guys on the next one. You guys be blessed. Peace.